guess what, guys? We're not doctors. No, we are not. So if you're going to be making any major medical decisions, please consult your doctor. That includes diets, surgeries, and exercise. We love you guys. And we want you to continue to be in our OSLP family forever. So be careful and consult your doctor. Yeah. Yeah. We all need our vitamins after surgery, regardless of what you think. Yes. It's a must. Yes. So why not choose the easiest and the best tasting in the community? Seriously. It's ProCare, guys. ProCare is so delicious. I use their chewable for over a year. That's how I know. Yes. And I love their capsules. Yes. Love them. They're once a day. I take them at night. Easy peasy. And my labs are fantastic. Yeah. Our labs are great. And I've actually switched to the capsules and I take those at night now. So if you guys need your iron, they have them with iron and they have them iron free. They even have calcium chews. Yes. The calcium chews. mm, Perfect. They have mocktail ones, uh, chocolate. They have also some caramel and a cinnamon roll. They're freaking delicious. So go over to ProCareNow.com and use our code OSLP to save some money. Prepping and measuring your food post-op is a beast all in itself. But Portion Perfection has actually made it super, super simple. They have bowls, plates, and even a lunch bag called the Kitten Carry where you can have all of the system ready to go. Yeah, we love carrying that thing around with Mm -hmm. us. It's so much easier to pack your lunch, your snacks, especially when you're on a road trip. That Mm -hmm. thing is a lifesaver. Yes. If you want to get these things to help your journey, just go over to portionperfection.com and use our code 15OSLPOD. And again, that's 15OSLPOD. And you can also go over to our Amazon storefront to pick out any of those that you would like to use. If you could take a quiz today about weight loss surgery, how well do you think you would score? Well, there is an app for that, and it's called NutriHealth. Yes, it has 12 modules. You watch a video, read an article, and then you get to take the quiz. If you want to be the most prepared for the journey that lies ahead, go over to NutriHealth.com and put our Sleeve Life podcast as your provider. All know how difficult post-op life can be. Yeah, it's pretty freaking hard, guys. Yes, and so a way to make it a little bit easier is by joining the Tribe membership program. It has been created by a registered dietitian. She's actually the sleeve dietitian on Instagram. Her name is Jamie. And she's created this whole membership program just to support us. Yeah, like we've one, we've had her on the podcast. We love her to freaking death. And then two, like she has full experts in their field that help you. And they've had bariatric surgery, almost every one of them. Yes. And the diet, the sleep dietitian is freaking smart because she has almost a support group every single day, guys. Yes. You're going to get an email. It's going to tell you which ones are for today. And you can just sign up and hang out with people that are just like you. Mm-hmm. And I've even used the journal prompts. I'm into journaling and that was way helpful to just go somewhere that can help you and just get your mind going. Yes. So if you need this kind of support, which a lot of us do, mm-hmm. go to her website And use our code OSLP at checkout to get your discount. Welcome back, OSLP family! Welcome, welcome. That squeak is uh, apparently here to stay. I know. You are listening to our Sleep Life podcast, and this is Kelly. This is Maha. And, I mean, You know what she's going to say. Award show, guys. Award show for the bariatric community. Voting has started. It has started. Like, actually, literally today, it started. It's amazing. I already have voting like come in we, we saw already had it. one yeah we already had one vote so we're super excited mm-hmm. there are 20 categories yes. very very deserving people from this community and they're all over they're all over the I place i love it they're, yes. they're from tiktok they're from youtube they're from instagram facebook it's great yes yeah. i am loving seeing all the people that mm-hmm. are like just being in this community and bringing a really positive light to it. Yeah. And they're all sorts of different people. It's mm-hmm. like low, tiny accounts and they're like all the way up to. So it's a good variety. It is a good variety. Mm-hmm. And if you're wondering, yes, this is in person. Yes, it is. It is going to be on November 12th mm-hmm. in Portland, Oregon. Believe me, you want to come see this show. Yeah, because like, Kelly finally got to see the theater. I finally got to see the theater, and it is fucking amazing. It's so it's beautiful. It's so cool. Yeah. And we're going to be up on stage. We're going to have cool presenters. We have some special stuff coming. We have some special stuff coming. You want to go over to OurSleeveLifePodcast.com, get your tickets, book mm-hmm. your hotel room. 
Um, we have people that are actually going and booking hotel rooms and having roommates. Yes. So yes. that is totally allowed. You can yeah. do that. And if you don't want the hotel room, <clears throat> get an Airbnb. Get an Airbnb. They're do all over thing. the place. I've heard Airbnbs are becoming very expensive, though. So oh. get on that. Get um, on that. She get says. on that. Get and on that. you get to walk the pink carpet. Yeah. That's and it the came. coolest thing. It, it came to Mel's house. We actually opened it, posted it in our stories because this thing is it's so much more pink than I thought it was. Oh, be. my God. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's and 16 we, feet 16 long. feet. <laughs> 16 feet that you get to walk. And yes. we're going to have a photographer on the red carpet. Mm. You get to wear whatever you want to wear. Yeah. That's why it's called Just Be You. Because literally, we want you to come as you are. So yes. if you want to wear fishnets, wear fishnets. If you want to wear jeans, wear jeans. If you want to get fully glammed up like me and Kel. Yeah. We are going to be full glam, it. guys. Full yeah. glam. Do your thing. I'm still in the process of picking my outfits because yeah. there may be some outfit changes. Maybe. And so we are in the process of doing that. Mm -hmm. But it is going to be the most fun I am just I'm counting down the days. I know me too. And I'm super thankful for our sponsors yes. because our sponsors, if it wasn't for them, this wouldn't be happening. Correct. So and our top sponsor, of course, is ProCare. ProCare. We love ProCare. We take their vitamins every single day. Mm -hmm. We have glowing labs. Yeah. And I, there's their calcium chews are also out of this world. Yeah. We made s'mores with those guys. Yes. They're delicious. Every single thing from ProCare is absolutely made for the bariatric patient. I know. And that's what I love. That's, that's what I love, too. Everything is on yes. their site. So. Yes. So go check them out. Mm -hmm. Our second sponsor is Miss Jamie, Ms. the Jamie. sleep dietitian. She has the tribe membership, which we are in and actively use. Yes. So that's the other thing is we love these sponsors because we actively have a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. um, it's I just love her. Well, and they align with our mission. So yes. what's awesome about Jamie is that like all of her experts are bariatric patients. patients. Yes. Um, and they're experts in their field. So like they literally know what you're going through. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that's one of my favorites. So go check her out. And then our next sponsor is Miss Losing to Blooming, Michaela Miller. Yeah. We love her. We do. Uh, she is so insightful. Every episode that we have recorded with her, she just knocks us into making our World Our brain is always like blown and she gives these, these little nuggets of information that we've actually used and worked on. And it's yes. super helpful. She's a personal coach. Yes. Um, so if you don't know who she is, go to her on Instagram. Yes. It's just losing a blooming. And it's Michaela. She's blonde. She's awesome. She's been. This, she's blonde. She's, and she's blonde. awesome. <laughs> she is. She is. And she's been like she's been in the community for like six, seven years. So yes. she really knows how to maintain and do all the things. Yes. So. And so then we have the Surgical Associates of Bayonet Point. Yeah. They are a surgical office in Florida. And we have spoke with them several times. Mm -hmm. They have an incredible program that they are working on. They have actually in make exercise a part a of thing. it. Yeah. Which I didn't even know any offices did that. I know. Their, their post-op care is like a new level. It's a new level. Because they sure. do, they'll do a full body composition on you. Yes. And then they work on that instead of the scale stuff. Yes, which I I'm love like, yeah. because it's not all about the scale. I know. I was like, hell yeah. And then what's our next sponsor? I know. Now? My next sponsor is my favorite. One of my favorites because it's my surgeon. Yes. Ah! Dr. Emma Patterson. Patterson. She is she, I mean, she's responsible for I this. Know. Hello. So, I mean. I know. It's so amazing. So, it's Oregon Weight Loss uh, Surgery Center in Portland, Oregon. Mm -hmm. I can't believe that she's going to be a presenter as well. Mm -hmm. And she's sponsoring. Yes. She really believes in what we're doing. Mm -hmm. She wants us to be a resource for her patients. And we're just like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Yes. So, and she's been in this field. She knows the person that literally started the sleeve. Yeah. Who created it. So, like, that was on our episode together. Um, Like, second season episode one yeah so guys go check that out yes yeah so our next one is dr eric smith yes. you guys all know him he's the surgeon that did the thousand pound sisters mm -hmm. he is georgetown surgical and we are honored that he's so going to be a part of this he is also going to be presenting yes he is almost all of our sponsors are presenting i know which is really cool 
because they actively love this community mm-hmm. as much as we do. And they want to be a part of it. Yes. They're like, I want to be in that show. Exactly. I want to see all the people. Yeah. 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 And then the next one, <gasps> Dr. Joe Cribbins yeah. and Marty Me. and Heather are all going to be at the show. Mm. Um, and they are another one that just believes in what we're doing. Yeah, they're always about giving back to the community. Like, if you guys don't follow them, go follow them. Yes. Because they literally give you tips and tricks all Marty. day long. I know. If you watch his little butt go. Yeah, I so absolutely cute. love watching his little butt. Yeah. Sammy VSG actually called it a toast butt. Oh, and I really love that. A toast butt. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just picturing his little wiggle right now. I know. He's so, he walks into every room with confidence. <laughs> That's totally what does. I want. <gasps> oh my god the next one is the real berry boss yeah which is tabitha yeah we just announced her as a presenter yeah. so she's gonna be there what i love about her is we did an episode with her we fell in love with her and yes. i keep saying in all the episodes i wish she would be organ licensed and that might be coming true yes yes what she what? might be able to be licensed in oregon Holy shit. and that's like mel's dream i know yeah it really is <laughs> i connected me. like on a whole different level with her i felt like i could tell her like like my whole soul like i'd be like here you go i felt safe with her well and we have met her in several occasions mm-hmm. and we just love her even more in person yeah yeah what's going my on my voice girl? is going out yeah look at her <coughs> she's got bug bites her throat's going out uh, she's a hot mess, I'm a hot over, mess here. over here excuse me so and then we have nolani she yes. is own bariatric she is a transformation coach mm-hmm. And we have not met her in person, but I cannot freaking wait. I know. I can't wait to see what dress she's in. She's and so for sweet. us to give her a huge hug. Yes. Yeah. She's so sweet. So we are super excited for mm-hmm. all of our sponsors to be right? a part of it. And if you can't tell, like we have vitamins. We have a freaking bar- a dietitian. And a we membership have, program. Um, yeah. We have a bariatric therapist. Yes. Like we have all the little like avenues that you would need a part of your journey. Yes. So. And speaking of support. Yeah. We have our own support group through our Patreon. And it's on Facebook. And it's on Facebook. But I know what you're thinking. Facebook is toxic. This group is not that. No. no. This group is positive, Mm -hmm. informative. Everybody that goes into that is just super welcomed. Mm And if you if there is any negativity, we kick that right out. Yes, we do. So kick that booty. We do not like it. So Patreon is a way you can support us, get support for you. Mm -hmm. There is bonus content. There is bonus videos. That's what she said. Corner. Mm -hmm. Uh, So much is over there. So So go check that out. While you're on your computer, go to OurSleepLifePodcast.com. There is merch. There is something special coming to the people that sign up to the. Well, they the should newsletter. have by now. If you yeah. have not, you should go sign up because we have something very special coming up mm-hmm. for those people. Um, it might already be live already. It should be live. It should be it should live. Be live. Um, and then we also have just the free- all the information about us. Yes. And the freest way to help support your girls is really just going over to YouTube. Yes. So YouTube, you just it's on your phone, guys. It's already an app. Just click it. Type in our sleep life podcast. Hit the bell. Hit subscribe. And then you get weekly um, videos. Yeah. So right now we're on season six. We have two through six on there. You'll see our lives on there. You see workouts on there. And if you knew if you're on YouTube, you would know we have a guest today. Yeah, a very special guest. Yes, we do. And she is actively working in this community mm. to help us on the mental side of things. Yes. Because there's so much about the physical mm. on, on social media. And that's what mainly why we start this journey is all the physical. Yes. What I didn't realize is the mental side is the biggest piece of the puzzle. It's huge. It is. It's, it's so important. Yeah. I mean, we're in the thick of it right now. Yes, we're trying to figure out the mental side. So we're going to talk to Miss Laura. Laura. Thank you for Hello. being on. I am so happy to be here and, and invited to share with your community and hang out with you. You two cool ladies. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fun. So if you guys don't know, we met Laura in Dallas when mm-hmm. we were at the ASMBS conference. Yep. And I just got this vibe from you. That was like, we have to talk with her. Yes. Like you have a presence that is so calming. It is. And your energy is through the roof. Yes. Very kind. Thank you. I hope I live up to those expectations. Oh, we know you will. We know you will. I loved meeting you. I loved hugging you. I loved, you know, chatting at the pro care booth. Yeah, yeah. It was, there's nothing like meeting in real life. There really isn't. Like it's a different... Like, 
because obviously we talk to a lot of people over Zoom. We and the ASMBS conference, like we got to meet so many people yeah. we had already recorded with. And so it was just really cool to actually like physically be in a room yep. with somebody. Yep. Yeah. And we learned a lot at that ASMBS conference. I've been involved with ASMBS for years. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was our first one and it was. it was like we didn't know what we were walking into, but everybody was so just fun to so talk kind to. and you can tell that literally everyone's here for the community yes like that was what was um overwhelming almost i was like wow like these people actually care yes <laughs> like, they really awesome. care and the coolest thing was that we got to meet some people that we didn't even know about mm-hmm. and we've already connected with them and we're getting episode dates getting ready so uh, we were really excited when we actually got to nail down this date with you yes because yeah. you have some really cool things to say yeah and i'd like you to tell our our community where how did you get in this role as a bariatric therapist mm-hmm. well okay so my name is laura and i'm coming to you from um i'm in private practice in grand rapids michigan so i'm coming to you from my office today and I am a therapist specializing in bariatrics. How did I get into it? Believe it or not, it was almost 20 years ago. Wow. Whoa. September awesome. of 2003 is when I started. And the only reason I know that is because I had just become a new mom. And oh. she was born in 2003. Huh. And I had been a therapist. Um, let's see. I graduated grad school in 97. So six years I was working with teenage girls. Oh. Loved it. Adolescent psych locked residential treatment it was my passion wow. but it was tough yeah that it sounds like it'd be tough a lot of trauma yeah and yeah I had my own child and I was like and she was a girl and I'm like I, I just can't do the trauma work anymore yeah and no. I mean I do trauma work in a different way but not so intense mm-hmm. and so I had a friend call me um and he said hey we need somebody to do support groups for our bariatric surgery patients and I was like I don't know anything about being he's like yeah but you know how to do groups Mm. so we would love to bring you on and so I stepped into working with a bariatric center here in Grand Rapids Michigan I actually worked with them for like 18 years um, Grand Health Partners and I stepped into private practice a little over a year ago still have a great relationship with them nice and I started doing groups and it was like whoa I'm with patients who want to be here. Yeah. I'm with patients. I'm with adults who want to talk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what a different vibe than working in adolescent psych. It took, you know, so um, I just fell in love with the community. And I think back to what you said about meeting people at ASMBS. I'm just here because I, I care. And yeah. I love that um, there's a tool out there to help our patients become healthier with their chronic disease of obesity. And so I haven't looked back. And since then, um, I've really grown. So I not only do group work, I do individual therapy, private practice here right in my office. I also um, created a course because ladies, my passion is our patients still aren't getting what I call the head work. Yeah. They're not head work, the missing piece of the bariatric journey. Mm-hmm. And I'm about to celebrate 20 years of bringing head work to the bariatric surgery treatment plan. And what makes me really sad is I still have to say it's missing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so that's my passion is to come on, you know, podcasts like this and be able to share about head work. I launched a course in 2020 to get head work skills out to more people because um, I worked with a very strong behavioral health program, surgical program here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. But I realized not all of you have that. No, no. What kind of uh, structure is it in Grand Rapids? So, and I, and I'll be honest, you know, I, part of my passion was I built a lot of that program here in Grand Rapids, but obviously they have the pre-surgical evaluation, like most of our patients have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We really encourage them. We don't require, they really encourage them to attend a support group to start learning, okay. but it's really the group work that's done the post-op care yeah. that is done after yep. um, bariatric surgery in terms of, we had a behavioral education group every other week that patients could attend. We wow. had support groups every week that they could attend. I taught specialized um CBT, I'm very versed in cognitive behavioral therapy strategies okay. and weight loss. 
They could do that. Um, we had a patient mentor program. And then they brought me on to do on-site therapy. Wow. Right. So everything under one roof. Yeah. But there's a dietitian there. And also, you know, there's the exercise physiologist there and the surgeons and obesity medicine specialists as well, internal med docs. So I realized that not a lot of people get that as I started traveling. Oh, I forgot to mention that I do public speaking as well with patients and providers. Yes, I um, love it. And as I started, you know, meeting patients around the country, I started learning a lot of patients just have surgery and then their surgery center says, see you later. Yeah, that that was OK. So my experience with with therapy before I was like I had to do it once a month for six months. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is great. I'm doing the therapy. I'm doing the work. And then after surgery, I did really, really well until I was getting close to that maintaining. And then it really, my head started reeling. And I remember going in, I made an appointment with a therapist. It was a different therapist this time. And because it was a year later and I walked in and I was kind of telling him like, I'm having these issues. This is why I'm like, my brain's going here. And he was like, um, you need more help. You're going to have to go find a therapist. <laughs> and I was like, oh, but aren't you a therapist? I was really confused. <laughs> and I didn't find a therapist because I'm like, who am I going to go see? Like, I, I don't know yep. of any bar other bariatric therapist. So I felt lost. And then fast forward to a year later, my husband leaves me and I'm like, well, now what do I do? And then I started gaining weight and I felt ashamed of it and I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to think about it. And so it was I, you know, I'm finally seeing a therapist now, but I am kind of upset that that's the way that people make it work. Yeah. There needs to be an aftercare program because it's more just important mental health stuff. Yeah. 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 So 100%. I love that you're making that a thing for post-op because yeah. I think pre-op, it's kind of like, you need to do the work, but then you don't really understand it until after. Yeah. Yeah. So many of my patients, and I'll be honest, you know, I may, I have training as a therapist, I have training in bariatrics, but I learned the most from my patients. Yeah. yeah. Right? And what I learned from their stories is they never even knew the amount of head work that they needed to do. Nope. Not even all of that. And actually the research out there supports that, that if we're going to make change in our patients in the bariatric surgery population, the greater like in terms of behavior change and working on our thinking and working on our emotional relationship with food, it's not the greatest impact is post-surgery. Yes. Right. Yeah. I think pre-surgery, there's a lot going on. You're probably focused more on some physical comorbidities you want to get treatment for yeah. or prevent. And you are hit with so much information. Yeah. You're just not ready to absorb it. And I really mm -hmm. think, you know, um, what I heard from you, Kelly, is like you started experiencing it. You started struggling. Mm -hmm. Well, then that's when you're more willing to mm -hmm. say, I got to work on why I eat, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Bariatric surgery answered your how question. Mm -hmm. How do I treat my disease of obesity? You picked the best tool out there to treat obesity and keep your weight off yeah. and, and improve your metabolic health. Yep. But that answers how. It doesn't answer why I eat. Mm -hmm. And that's where my passion is. And you need to do both or you won't have success. Yes. I love that. I love that because that was the exact question for me mm -hmm. was why am I eating? Why am I, I, I had surgery. I I'm good. Right. And then I go into a trauma and my first reaction is I want cake. Yep. Cause cake is comforting. Cake is it's fluffy and lovely. Like <laughs> why wouldn't I want to eat cake? But when you're eating it every day, because you're struggling emotionally by what's happening, but I don't have anywhere to let that out. Like yeah. I'm just, I'm just stuffing it down because right. it's easier to do that. Well, yeah. And oh. I, and I had breakdowns that whole yeah. first year. I would just randomly break down because I couldn't like do my coping skill. Yep. So I had to learn how to cope different ways. I had to be like, okay, when my mom calls, take deep breaths and don't want to get, you know, the food afterwards. Yes. Like I need to just like talk it out. Like what yep. I would do really was I would talk it out with my husband and I'd be like, okay, so this is what mom said. 
this is what we're going through. And he's like, don't let her get to you. It's okay. And just yes. move on with your day. Cause I was literally mm-hmm. like, he watched me break down a few times. So I'm like, mm-hmm. how do I do this? And my first instinct was not to get therapy. No, I, I did, it wasn't even a thing. And nope. I didn't even think about me, like messaging Emma and being like, hey, I'm having this issue. I just thought this was like, yeah, we all cry afterwards. Our hormones are crazy. So this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And I realize now, actually, there's more to the story. Like if I had a therapist and mm-hmm. skills, I probably wouldn't have had all those breakdowns. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so well, can I talk a little bit about that? Like yeah. more to the why your first year was, you know, so hard. And you mentioned the word, I had to find a new coping skill. Mm -hmm. So back to that, you know, I, I'm trained to be a therapist. Therapy 101 is when we're trained to be therapists, Mm -hmm. we are instructed, you do not remove a client's unhealthy coping skill one until they realize they have an unhealthy coping skill. Okay. Two, they're ready to get rid of that unhealthy coping skill, they realize it's not helping them live their best life. Mm. Three, you then explore in therapy some other things that they can try. Mm. Well, what are some healthy coping skills? Four, you work on slowly practicing them. Yeah. Five, you come back and how's it going, right? Mm. Not followed with bariatric surgery. No, no, no. When you, because, and I want to give respect to the surgeons and to the patients, there is a reason you need bariatric surgery and you're having it now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is you go into that operating room and your coping skill is taken, bam, gone. All those healthy steps I just shared with you about getting trained, they're out the window. Mm -hmm. And so in that first year, our patients are like, what? Like, like you said, like I wanted to eat, you know, I wanted to eat cake or I was going through this stuff with my mom and I'm just crying all the time. You don't realize, and I, again, I learned the most from my patients. They said, I didn't realize how much I was using food to cope until it was taken away. Yep. 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 And I feel like there also can be like this honeymoon stage with bariatric surgery though, where you're like, I'm good. I like for me, the first year I was so focused in my journey. I didn't have any outside we also, stuff yeah. come in. Yeah. You didn't have many, many hiccups. No, yeah. I was like, let's do this. I got this. I don't have any stress because I would, I would just ignore it. I was like, no, I'm in my own journey. I'm doing this. But then when the trauma hit, and I think that's why I went so fast down Yeah, because I never even did the after work. I didn't have anything like I didn't have a hiccup to like kind of like process and deal with. Yeah. Yeah. So then it was like this big old trauma. Your life is changing. And I didn't have any coping for that. So so when you talked about cake, I want you to give yourself grace. Um, Kelly, how old were you when you had your surgery? I was, it was three years ago. Yeah. 33. Okay. So for 33 years, when hard times hit, and to use your word, when trauma hit, Mm -hmm. you had a way to cope with that. Yeah. Yeah. And how, did you say you were one year out or two years out when Uh, your trauma? uh, Two years. Mm -hmm. I was two years out. All right. So I hope I'm doing my math correctly. So you and food had a relationship as a coping skill for 31 years. Mm Mm-hmm. And then trauma hit. You had only been in your new life two years. Mm-hmm. What do you think you're going to reach for? Right. Yeah. When life gets hard. The, yeah. the way of life for two years or what you've been doing for 31. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. That makes complete yep. sense. Right. Yeah. Like, and so it's like, well, of course. Yeah. Of course we went back to cake. That's all I knew. That's all my yeah. brain knew how to do. And guess what? It works. Yeah. Emotion. Eating still works mm-hmm. post bariatric surgery. Yep. Well, and I see it every day, even with my husband. So it's kind of funny because like he's been through the ringer yes. with his health issues. And I notice when like we're the bridge, like we're trying to bridge the gap between like pain and versus getting like his meds and he'll use food to make it go longer. He's like, um, can I have like a soda or can I have chips? And I was like, mm-hmm. why? And he's like, well, I'm in pain. I can't have my pain meds yet. And that makes me feel good. And I was like, 
holy shit, like, you know exactly why you're doing this, but we can't do that. Like you, we need other techniques <laughs> and other skills yes. to get through that physical pain that's causing mental anguish for you to want to have the food. Mm -hmm. Cause I was like, I've been there. I understand that, that mode of like, oh, I need something to grab so I can feel, feel better. And yeah. it's like, I don't want him to learn that whole different skill, like that's the not good for you. Cause it's yeah. like, that's not a behavior you want to like start in your forties. Yeah. <laughs> that's not at all. Yeah. So it's like, we all do it. It's well, just and the justification crazy. too, for yeah. me, like I, I didn't notice even with me, I'm like, I've had, like, I've been through the ringer with my family this over the last couple of weeks. And I'm like, I've had a tough day. I deserve to have this. And that like, even though I know that's not a healthy thought, it still is there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, no, I deserve to have this cookie. I I just I fought with my family all week. Like I deserve to have this or right. I deserve to have a couple drinks or, you know, it, it's like it's not about deserving. No, it's not. And that but that's where my brain goes. Like I'm allowed to have this mm -hmm. because this happened. Yeah. It's well, I want to really give you credit that you can identify the thought. So Thank back you. to, you know, back to head work being the missing piece of the uh -huh. bariatric journey. Yeah. When I start meeting with patients, whether it's in a group or even this podcast or individually, yeah. I'll say every behavior is driven by a thought and an emotion. Mm -hmm. Every behavior is driven by a thought and an emotion. If you want to change your behavior, we have to work on identifying and changing our thoughts. Mm -hmm. And they look at me like I'm crazy. They're no. like, I'm just hungry. Like, I don't know. I'm just eating. It just yep. feels really automatic. I yeah. just, I, I don't, I, I just don't know. love I don't food. That's what I hear all the time. I just love food. food. I, I just, I don't know. I don't think I have a thought and I don't, of course they don't know about having the thought mm -hmm. because no one's taught them. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Our patients have received so much information on nutrition, so much information on exercise and movement, but nothing about what we need to do up here, which is our head work. Yeah. So we have to slow down and being able to start identifying your thoughts. So what you identify, I deserve to drink. I deserve to cake. I deserve cake because my family stressed me out. Yeah. I call it think and think it, right? Mm -hmm. And we have to catch it. We have to check it and we have to change it. Okay. Right. And you absolute, what I hear in that is you deserve to unwind. Yeah. You deserve a healthy break from your family. Mm -hmm. You deserve to decompress. Where that became unhealthy is when you connected that with food. Yeah. Right. That's powerful. And so I don't want you to, the need isn't unhealthy, mm -mm. right? Things have been really stressful. Our families stress us out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and you have been through it. Mm -hmm. And so it's like being able to identify that thought to say, I'm stressed. I need to, to unwind. I need to decompress. I need a breather. I need peace, whatever. Okay. What's a non-food way I can do that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So by doing something self-care, so like I was stressed out all week. So we decided to go out on the boat for the day and just Absolutely. spend time together. No one else just decompress with the water and the sun and just have a good time. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So what I'm also hearing then is you also didn't connect with the people that were stressing you out. So you tell yourself, I deserve a break. I'm going to set healthy boundaries. I'm not going to pick up their call or respond their respond to their text. When my mind goes to, oh my gosh, can you believe my sister did this or whoever? You know, nope. I'm going to just gently catch that and say, I'm not thinking about that this weekend. Mm -hmm. I'll unpack that in my next therapy session. <laughs> Just, you know, be present in your day and enjoying and being on the boat and enjoying summer. Um, you know, those take care of your needs so much more than what's your favorite comfort food? Uh, cookies and cake. <laughs> okay, right. So cookies and cake make you feel good for how long? Like two seconds while I'm eating it. Right. And then what happens? And then I'm still stressed out. Right. And now you're stressed out. Probably you're beating yourself up for eating the cookies and the cake. Yep. yep. Right. So now, now you have two things. You have your family mm -hmm. um, of origin issues that are stressing you out. And then you also have, you're mad at yourself. Yeah. And it only worked for two minutes. Yeah. yeah. Well, the healthy things that you just mentioned, you mentioned that, you know, I just disconnected from my family. I went out on the boat. <laughs> I had time. Mm -hmm. um, how did that make you feel? 
oh, it's great. <laughs> like, I'm tired, but it's like a good tired because I like fully got to relax, which I haven't okay. done for so a you, while. Yeah. So you felt relaxed. You felt great. Um, replenished. I think you had fun. Yes. Right? Um, and how long do those feelings last? I mean, they're still going. Yeah. See? Oh, right. <laughs> the next they, day. Yeah. And any, any guilt and shame? Like, are you beating yourself up? I'm so mad at myself that I went on that boat and disconnected. No. So the only thing that I found that I'm like beating myself up for is like the photos. You didn't take any? No, we took photos. Okay. And I beat myself up because I'm like, I should be doing better than what I'm doing now. Oh, so then you like so, picked apart your photos. Yeah. So then I pick and I put my phone down when I caught myself doing it. Yeah. But Good. it's like, so it's like I've got like, but I'm still thinking about it. I'm like, okay, I need to drink all the water today. I need to eat healthy today. I need to like, so it's like, it's half unhealthy and half healthy. If that makes sense. Because you you're aware yes, of what you need to do. going into like a whole nother stressor that happened on your relaxation day. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but the point I want to make is you said your cookies and cake only make you feel better for about two minutes. And actually research shows it's about max three. Oh. We get that dopamine hit. Our chocolate cookies, they do give us pleasure, especially if we have a positive memory with them. The yeah. sugar, fat, and salts giving you a party in your brain. Last for about three minutes. Okay. And then you start beating yourself up. But what I heard from you, what you just shared is when I did something healthy for my stress, I felt relaxed. Yeah. It felt good. I felt fun. And I said, well, did you beat yourself up for doing that? And you said, no, you did have some issues with how you looked in picture. And if we want to jump into that, we can. <laughs> Please. But, <laughs> but you, you took care of yourself, right? You took care of those decompression needs, unwinding needs, self-care needs in a very healthy way. Yeah. And you're really, really proud of that. Thank you. Well, when these things start bubbling up and you notice yeah. it, like what are good techniques and skills that we can help our community with to like divert it from the unhealthy right. thoughts? Right. So we're kind of talking about two things. What do we do when we realize we're having some stinking thinking? But what do we do when we're also struggling with emotional eating? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So first of all, I think you need, you need to be aware of what the thinking is first. Okay. So I always help my patients. Uh -oh. So hold on, Laura. It's, it's, it's frozen. helpful is this helping me on my bariatric journey if not we're going to change it okay which is reframing it okay so, hold on we got second. we had a frozen yeah, moment we, frozen moment oh the internet's oh, being we will pause. hold on she, mel's gonna make sure that we're good internet wise yeah, yeah. mine's good mine's good over here okay yeah it just gave us a internet is unstable which is Weird. we should have priority and we've never had that so we're yeah. like like, we're just going to double check, make sure we're good. It says we're good. Yeah. And we have priority. Mm -hmm. mm. Mine says I'm good. Okay. We need to back up and moving. Okay. Okay. So let's pause. Now go. Okay. Go ahead with what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, Re-answer that question. Sorry. Okay. So we're talking about two different things. The, the thoughts behind emotional eating and then trying to figure out what those thoughts are to yes. move into a healthy boundary yes. or healthy. Yeah. So Mel asked me, what are some other strategies besides eating? Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, there's strategies um, where you become aware of your, what I call stinking thinking. So mm -hmm. I encourage my patients, first of all, try to figure out the thought you're having okay. before okay. you're engaging in the emotional eating. Is it, I deserve Right. So that's one that you shared, Kelly. Yep. Is it, um, this is going to be, I'm so stressed out. I have to have this. Is it, 
if no one sees me eat it, it doesn't count. Mm -hmm. Is it, it's not fair that other people can eat this way and I can't, Mm -hmm. right? Is it just one won't hurt? Yeah. I've been good all day, so I deserve, right? So you want to, before we can change our thoughts, we have to start becoming aware of them. So I call it catch it and then we check it and then we change it. The three C's of cognitive therapy. And so as I was working with Kelly, she talked about, um, her thought was my family has really stressed me out. I deserve my cake and cookies. Right. Right. And so she, I gave, I said, I really want you to give yourself credit that you can recognize that thought. And then now that she's named the thought, we check it. It's not the most helpful. It's not leading you into really healthy behavior. So how do you change it? You know, could it be, I'm really stressed out. It's okay to be stressed. What do I really need right now? Mm-hmm. I deserve to relax. I deserve a break. I deserve mm-hmm. to set some healthy boundaries with the people who are toxic in my life mm-hmm. right now. Right. And yeah. then figure out a way to do that. Yeah. The other piece of that besides, so back to my sentence, every behavior is driven by a thought and an emotion. Mm-hmm. Not only do we need to identify our thoughts and often work on changing them or reframing them, talking back to them, we need to learn to identify our emotions okay. and we don't change our emotions. Emotions just are mm-hmm. the reactions in our brain. Another word we often use for them is feelings. And what, again, I've learned from my bariatric patients over the last 20 years is they have a very difficult time naming and feeling their feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to give you and your audience hope that no matter what age you are, you can learn this skill. Yeah. But what I've learned and what the research has shown about bariatric patients is they really struggle with what we call affect regulation, being able to name and feel feelings. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Okay. And so the strategies that you asked me now, the first thing I will do with my patients when I know that they have strong emotional eating patterns is first of all, I screen for eating disorder and that might be a whole nother topic where you bring me back. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, But let's just say this is emotional eating. You don't have any, a clinical eating disorder Mm -hmm. and in all of us emotionally eat, not just bariatric patient. I used to say, well, journal your feelings and then come back to group or come back to session. Mm -hmm. And my patients would come back with this blank paper Yeah. and they're like, well, I don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And of course I learned from my patients. I'm like, okay, what am I missing? What am I missing? Oh, they don't have a feeling vocabulary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You cannot start writing about your feelings until you can name them. Okay. And so usually we can say, I think I know three happy, sad, and mad, mm-hmm. but there's so many more. So the first strategy that I teach my patients is start to just name some feelings each day. Could you write down one or two Google a feeling list, just Google feeling list on, you know, Google, you'll mm-hmm. come up with one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, we've all seen that mug. How are you feeling today? Mm-hmm. And there's all these faces. Okay. Yep. So there's more than happy, sad, mad. There's anxious, lonely, overwhelmed. Shame mm-hmm. is a big one. Mm-hmm. Guilt, powerless, hopeless. And let's not forget, this might be new to you ladies and to the audience. The number one feeling we emotionally eat for is happiness. Oh, like oh, celebrations and stuff. Yeah. 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 We're all oh, excited. Wow. Yeah. We love to keep the good feeling going and we do that well with food. And so they've researched emotional eating and they're like, all right, what is the most common feeling people emotionally eat for eating when they're not physically hungry? It's happiness. It's joy. It's celebration. Okay. Wow. Right? That's so, so true. So that might be coming that might be something you start identifying. You know, you write down, I was eating because of happiness. You know, I noticed it myself this weekend. So I'm a behaviorist, right? I'm a therapist in bariatrics. I teach this. And I'm like, why am I eating so much this past weekend? I was really kind of eating a little more than I usually did. It was because my dad was visiting. My mom passed away about five years ago. um, And my dad was in from out of town and I was making all his favorites and loving on him. And he bought me popcorn, which is my favorite. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And I have been able to identify, I too eat to keep that good feeling going. Yeah, That's eating. My sisters, they don't live in my town. When we're together, we've noticed 
why are we eating more? Yeah. It's emotional eating. You want to keep that good feeling going. And we've learned to connect that with food all the way back to our childhood. Wow. So strategy, name your feelings. Okay. And then once you can name them, then you work through how can I be present with them in non-food ways? Yeah. That's, I think the hardest part is that present feeling because uh, we all know I don't like emotions. No, I, they make me uncomfortable, like deep in my soul, uncomfortable. I don't like it. <laughs> That's normal. I don't know anybody who likes uncomfortable emotions. I don't know. I like I don't. Uh... That's a great point, Laura, because I'm a very emotional person, but doesn't mean I like it. <laughs> I don't like it when people are emotional. Like, I don't know what to do her with Her best it. friend can cry almost every day. And I understand why I'm crying. I don't like it, but it happens. But you're she, but you're okay with it. Like you, you Yeah, I'm, I, I'm you, like you're good with it. Yeah. Like you're like I it happens. Yep. I'm like, nope, 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 not doing it. I'm over here. There's a wall between me and the emotion. Whoever it is having the emotion, I don't, I don't like my own emotions. Mm-mm. Like I don't like crying. I will, I'm very like, mm, no. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk, you know, I know one of your passions for this podcast is resources. So I want to talk to you about a psychologist who's done a lot of work. She's one of my favorite psychologists oh. and these feelings. And I'm going to use a quote that I learned from her. Okay. Um, her name is Dr. Susan David. Okay. She has a wonderful TED talk called The Gift and Power of Emotional Courage. She's written a book called Emotional Agility. So what do you, you know, when we think of agility, we usually think of physical agility, right? We can develop and train our emotional agility. And she talks about um, her client who came to her and said exactly what you just said, Kelly. I don't want to feel uncomfortable emotions. I don't want to have them. And she said, you know what? That's really normal. But if your goal is to never feel an uncomfortable emotion, those are dead people goals. Oh, oh, I like that verbiage. The only she was the only people who aren't feeling uncomfortable emotions in life, they're dead. They're dead. Yeah. 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 Everything's like, uncomfortable. <laughs> she goes, you can't avoid them. And I'm like, I never forgot that line in her TED yeah. talk. Yeah. And her passion and her expertise is to teaching people, how can I be present with my emotions without judgment, right? How, how do I? And so it's very normal. So Kelly, you just said, I don't like them. This is what I hear from my bariatric patients. I don't like to feel my feelings. Food numbed them out. Food was a way to escape. Yep. But guess what? Numbing and escaping doesn't work. We mm-hmm. need to teach you how to cope through. Mm-hmm. And I promise both of you, Mel and Kelly and your audience, Emotions are not emergencies. You will not fall apart. You mentioned that you were on the boat this weekend. Did you see some waves while you were on the boat? Yeah, lots of them, actually. I got hit in the face with one. That was fun. (laughs) So that's how our emotions are. You may feel like it's just going to, the wave's going to keep hitting you in the face. But what I know about feeling feelings is they're just like a wave. They start and then they peak, they come to their intensity And they will always go back down. Yep. And I teach my patients, how do I ride the wave of my emotion in a non-food way? Because what bariatric patients did, so let's say, you know, we'll do this like one to 10 scale when we, you know, we feel, you know, are we feeling our emotions at a 10? Are we feeling them at a three? 10 is our highest disturbance imaginable. Before surgery, our patients most likely back to that wave They let their emotion crest to about a three and then they ate Mm. to push it back. Ah, yeah. It's about right. I want to teach you how to get all the way through the wave of the emotion. How do I cope through? It's never an emergency. It will always come back down. In fact, loved ones, I don't know if this happened with your bridge journey. They'll say, because I get to know patients' families Mm. through the years too. And they'll say to me, why is she so crabby? Yeah. Why is he so angry? He just had bariatric surgery. He should be so happy. He's losing weight. And I'll say, well, before surgery, they maybe felt their anger at like a three and then they ate it to take the edge off. Oh, yeah. You can't do that anymore. That makes so sense. you're walking around feeling your feelings at like an eight and a nine and a seven. And actually one of my bariatric surgeons I worked with came to one of my groups when I was teaching on that. And he's like, now I know why they're kind of angry when I see them post-op. Yeah. <laughs> 
thought I just made their life better and they're going to be super happy. And you're teaching me like, nope, they're grieving food and they're a little bit angry about it. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Like I connect so much with that. I could not for the life of me figure out why my anger is like explosive now. Like literally I get angry and it's like the world is ending in my brain. Yep. And Mel's come. She's she's experienced this. I did. Um, And I'm like, I've never been like that. Mm -mm. I've always been easygoing. Whatever happens, happens. And I'm not like always explosive anger. It's just when those certain things happen and it just hits me in the right way. And I'm like, I'm just angry. I'm angry. That's new too. Yeah. This last six months, seven months. Well, no, since the divorce, really. Yeah, but you weren't explosive to other people. You were actually doing it to yourself. I was, I was explosively angry with myself. Yeah, now it's to others. But I'm like trying to get rid of those coping that I had Mm -hmm. because Here's the funny thing. It well, it's not funny, but when I when my ex left me, I then put food as a coping back in play. Yeah. So every time I was angry, I ate something and then I went back to that whole I'm at a three, so then I'm gonna cover it with mm-hmm. food. Yeah. But lately, in the last six months, I've started therapy. Mm-hmm. I've been really trying to move away from using coping food as a coping mechanism. So it would kind of make sense yeah. that I'm more of an explosive anger now because I'm trying to stop it. Because you're feeling your all your feelings. And I'm trying to recognize the fact that using food as a coping mechanism doesn't work for me. It doesn't work. It's not okay. It's not healthy. Mm-mm. And I need to move away from it. So now, oh. Look at her. She's like realizing all the things right now. So, so this is what I love when I see you have this aha and connect these dots. This is why I do what I do. Yes. Right. And I am just. It's not fun being uncomfortable, but you're doing the work of weight loss surgery. This yeah. is what your feelings are worth so much more than a cookie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's I love a punch that. in the head. <laughs> Our feelings are worth so much more than cake. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're learning to do that. And you've also learned, you've become very angry. You've used the word explosive. Yeah. You survived. Yeah, I did. I yeah. did. Yes. Yep. You're, you're feeling the feels. Yep. Yep. And I, I always apologize after. Because I know it's my fault. She has. Like, I have the explosive anger, and then I'm like, shit, that was my fault. 100%, I'm taking ownership of that. And I've always been really good at taking ownership over what I do wrong. Yep. Because I'm easy to blame. Like, I blame myself for a lot yeah. of what happens, even well, if it's not my control. Grace for yourself. You're just learning how to do this. You're not going, you know, like you said... For 31, 33 years, 31 years, I did it another way. Yeah. So this feeling our feeling stuff, it takes time. And I'm thankful that you have a friendship with Mel where there is that unconditional love and acceptance. Mm-hmm. Love that, <laughs> right? For, right? And so she's okay. Yeah. But you're going to be learning. You know, our, our feelings are also data, right? And so when you are so angry, if you can take some time, first of all, I love that you're in therapy so you can unpack this. Thank you. Hey, what was going on? Like, yeah. really, why did I get so angry about that situation? Yeah. You know, and, and not in a judging way. Like, I don't, why did you get so angry? Like, yeah. no, 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 no. Like, let's be curious about our emotions. Like, whoa, I got really angry about that. What did that tap into for me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually something more than maybe someone, you know, forgetting to put the toothpaste cap on the toothpaste. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you yep. going on? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was kind of funny, actually, because we're like, at the, like, when I, my, I wasn't angry anymore, I was like, why did I get so angry about that? Like, it's really not that big of a deal. 
And then I realized like through therapy, you figured, yeah, it out. I th- figured out like I was moving. I was, unpa- I was literally like going through shit that I had not looked at since I moved out of my old house and got divorced. So I was looking at photos of me and my ex. I was looking at my dogs that I'm not allowed to have anymore. So, no. and then I'm changing my whole life again by moving in with somebody else. And even though that's a good thing, it's still stressful Absolutely. And trying to figure out like where my mom's moving, how to get her from A to B. And then all like it was a lot of like well, outside and, stuff. And you realize what you said in therapy was um, oh, change. Yeah. You don't like even a slight hint of change. Yeah, I don't do well with change. Like legit. Like if someone messages us and we need to change something like for me, don't care. Yeah. This one over here might have might be fine or like. It's, it's a problem. Yeah. And I was like, girl, it's like a two second change. It Man. really bugs me. Like it like and there's like she said, there's certain times where I'm like, OK, cool. Not yeah. a big deal. I can roll with the change. And then there's other times where I'm like, no, I have mentally prepared for this to happen today. Like I have to do this now. Yeah. And I am working towards because I have a very black and white mind. Mm-hmm. So it's either. You know, I'm doing really good or I'm doing really bad. There's nothing in between. And I think that correlates with me not wanting emotions. I don't like emotions. Yeah. And I hang out in the gray. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm in the gray all the time. Girlfriend. Yeah. Simmer down. Yeah. <laughs> so that black or white thinking is also very strong in our bariatric surgery population. Mm-hmm. Um, and back to that cognitive behavioral therapy, we call that um, all or nothing stinking thinking. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and um Feelings certainly don't fit into all or nothing thinking, right? Mm-hmm. And I have a question about someone that I'm going to just call out myself. So I noticed <laughs> someone, not her, not her, me, but just me. someone. <laughs> so I've, I've, I felt my feelings since I was like 12. Yeah. Like I feel all, I feel other people's feelings. I can feel the tension in the room. I can feel if someone's sad, upset, happy, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I know the wave. And I know that it's going to come down and it's never a really a huge issue for me. But I noticed I'll do the wave and I'll come down and then I still want stuff when I'm at the down part where I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to have this today because of X, Y and Z, even though I've already flowed through all of the emotions. So it's like, how do Mm -hmm. I stop that part where I'm like, I've done all the emotions. I now I'm just exhausted and I want to have the fries because for me, it's fries and, and a cookie. Is it yeah. is it a deserving thing? Like I got through that emotion, so now I deserve to have that? No. I oh. never think in my head I deserve anything, which is also probably a problem. I don't think I deserve anything. But yeah. um that's it's, a powerful statement. Yeah. Huh? Um it's more or less like I'm just tired and stressed and I feel like this will help me calm. There you go. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I was going to go exactly where you went um Kelly with so many times, like you're like, she's doing okay in the emotion, but then afterwards it was like, okay, I handled that really well. I deserve a little bit. It Mm -hmm. doesn't sound like that. Mm. It sound, I mean, you said, no, you're the expert on you now. You're like, no, that doesn't fit. Yeah. But what does fit is it sounds like you're exhausted emotionally Mm -hmm. and you, you use the word stress. So you're not through all the waves. Right. So it sounds like you need to make a plan, if you will, like a coping plan for after you're through the emotional wave. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. You know, what do I need? You know, do I need a day on the boat? Do I need a day at the beach? Do I need to watch no brainer TV? You know, whatever is Mm -hmm. soothing for you. Okay. Um, It almost reminds me of my patients. It's a little bit of the same. I can use this analogy. They'll tell me they do really well in the holidays. Like they're like, I did great on Thanksgiving. I did great on Christmas. It was the day after Mm. I really struggled. Mm. And what I've learned from my patients is because they worked so hard on planning for it. They had experience with the skills to get through it, but they didn't plan for the day after. Yeah. Yeah. And so with you, Mel, I'm hearing you be like, I've been feeling my feelings since I was 12. I know how to do this. I know how to ride the wave. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you need some spend some time reflecting on, well, then how do I do my own aftercare afterwards in a non-food way? Yeah, because I think that's a big deal because like at the end, like I said, I was stressed. It's because like I've processed everybody else's kind of 
feelings about the subject. Oh. And I really, as you're talking, I realize I'm not processing my own. Bingo. I process everything else, but not my own feelings. And so now I'm trying to process with eating and like thinking. So that makes more sense. You just so, had your own moment. I did. I love it. I did. Breakthrough. Yeah. You just had your own moment. And can I share a powerful statement with you, Mel? Hmm. You course. are not responsible for managing other people's emotions. Oh, I know, but it's so like ingrained in me. So right. ingrained. Yeah. You yeah. To the whole audience, you are not responsible for managing other people's emotions. And yep. if we're really honest, how much control do you have over managing other people's emotions? This is basically zero. zero. Yeah. yeah. Who do you, whose emotions do you have control over? Mine, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's a little bit harder work, right? And like you said, you've had a lot of experience. Many of our patients have. That's what they've been. They've been the peacemaker in their family. They're the person who manages other people's emotions and other people's stuff. That could be a whole nother podcast. We call that codependency. Yeah. And to exit that and realize I can only work on my stuff. And I love the powerful aha. Like you said, well, I got through it. But then you realize, no, 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 I got through it for other people, but I didn't get through it for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. How, do I, how do I mean my feelings right now? How do I feel my feels without French fries? Did you say French fries? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because your feelings are worth so much more than a French fry. Yes, it is. My curly fries. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think we should definitely do a codependency one. We need that because Be- that's like my jam. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, and as you're saying it, too, because I'm thinking in my head, well, Mel, Mel's had to manage everybody, your family's emotions for as all long as you can remember. Yep. Yep. They all go to you mm-hmm. to manage the emotions. Yep. And as I'm hearing this, I'm like, oh, I've made everything peaceful in my family for years mm-hmm. up until I was bedridden and I couldn't do that. And then I was the problem in my family. So, and it was because, oh, look, she's calling now (laughs) the mom. (laughs) We'll unpack that later. Um, so as I'm like, and that's why I don't like emotions is because I've always had to be the person that brought everybody together Mm -hmm. and planned everything and make sure, made sure everything was perfect for everybody else. Yes. We are good hostess. I think that's the deal. Well, and I think that's the problem also yeah. is that I make sure everybody else, else is, is taken care of. Yeah. But I'm not comfortable with making sure I'm good. Yeah. Like, I don't like sense. telling people what I actually don't like and like I get that's when I get uncomfortable. Yeah. my, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not fun. Mm-mm. It's no. not fun to set up. And it's the, the boundaries too. Yeah. Knowing when and how to put up those boundaries and being okay if you're that boundary is rejected and you're saying, okay, I can no longer accept this as a friendship, family member, whatever. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. being okay with that. And I think that's, I think that codependency and that boundary is the hardest part. Mm, I would agree. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just wondering, did, did you learn any of this stuff in your bariatric binders at your surgical centers? No, nope. no, all from experience. <laughs> nope. Because <laughs> both of us. We're back to the missing piece of the bariatric yeah. surgery plan. This is the head work. And, you know, you'd be like, okay, my word, we're talking about codependency and feeling our feelings. And, you know, what does this have to do with my bariatric surgery journey? Emotional eating is the number one reason our patients will begin regaining lost weight post-surgery. And so I need to be teaching you that that's a thing. And how can I do it in a different way? So everything we just talked about absolutely relates to success on your bariatric journey. And I'll be honest, it's so much easier to eat the cake and cookies or the it French fries. It yeah. really is. It's so much easier. But is that getting you to your goal? No. 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 No, because I want to go. I, I, I'm recognizing that I have a problem. And it's not the same. I can't just go back to what I was doing before. I have to figure out what I can do now Yeah. in the moment. I think that's where our brains go. Oh, I've regained. So I'm going to go back to the beginning. But it doesn't work like it was in the beginning because Mm -hmm. that's we're not we're not there anymore. So it's that's where the brain, I think the mental stuff comes in, because then the more you can battle the emotions and the mental side, 
the better you're going to be in the physical side. Correct. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're not covering up those emotions. Yeah. Right. And as you're, you know, Kelly, as you're working towards, and I want you to unpack this with your therapist, as you're working towards feeling your feelings, you said, uh-huh. I don't like them. They're uncomfortable. Uh-huh. I even want you to change your word battle with my emotions. Okay. What do we think of when we think of the word battle? War. Yeah. Fighting. Right. You don't need to be afraid of your emotions. They're not the enemy. Our emotions are our emotions. They're part of us. They can be beautiful. They just are. And, you know, maybe you start looking at it as I make peace with my emotions, as I become, I get to know Uh, my emotions. I become friends with my emotions. Or or I always, you know, how do I learn to be present with my emotions? I like that. I like that. Be present with my emotions because I'm just, I'm not. And my brain thinks negatively. And that's Thus okay. the words. And now you realize, right? Yeah. And so I don't want you to look, if you're looking at it as a battle, and if all our patients are looking at it as a battle, who wants to do a battle? Right. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like hard work. It and does. I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Makes my right? tummy hurt so thinking about it. Fighting with them. It's yeah. learning how to be present with them and to feel them in non-food honoring ways. I love it. I Man, love it. It's a great way to. Yeah. Let's, let's end there. We will make sure that we get Laura back on. Yes. Codependence. Codependence. And yeah, that was just, that's a lot <laughs> in my brain going on right now. So I love that. Thank you so much, Laura, for being on. We really, really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm so excited to be introduced to this new audience. Can I share a little bit about of where they course. can find me? Yes, Absolutely. Please. Before we wrap up. So I would love to invite you to follow me on Instagram. I'm just bariatric.therapist, bariatric.therapist. Follow me there. Become part of my email list. On that, you go to my website, lauragrable.com and just sign up. And if you're like, whoa, this lady, like, I'm getting that vibe. I need to do head work. This has been the missing piece of my journey. I would love to invite you to be part of my online course, Foundations and Head Work for Healthy Weight Loss, which you can find all about. Um, link in my bio on Instagram or on my website. Perfect. Cool and we will that? have that all linked below for mm-hmm. you. So Yay. everybody can find you. We will have you tagged on Instagram. We will have everything linked so you can yes, find Because we Ms. want Laura. you guys to get help, whatever yes. help that is for you. Because everything's different. Yes. Like, just as much as our bodies are different, our brains are different. And, you know, if when if you can connect with one person, just yes. do that with them. Because sometimes you don't connect with a therapist and you have to keep finding them. So yes. if you connect with Laura, then do it, damn it. Do it. <laughs> do it. All right. Well, we love you guys, and we will see you next time. Bye. Hey, listeners, if you've enjoyed your time with us, please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform that you get your podcasts. Also, check us out on patreon.com forward slash OSLP for exclusive content with your favorite girls ever. Yeah. And also, check out our YouTube page. Subscribe, hit that little bell so you get notified when our new videos drop a week after they are released. Yeah, and we would like to give a big thank you to Anne-Marie Cruz for our logos, Eric Vaughn with 17 Street Studios because he provides our music and our recording yes, space. Thanks for listening to Our Sleeve Live podcast where we are breaking that stigma one episode at a time.